Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 195 of your favorite podcast, the Grand Podcast. I'm going to show some Haley today. I'm going to cover realities. This is going to be a slap in the face of a lot of people, but it's a good one. It's a positive one. I promise you that. I think you're going to love it. As always, Grand Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. As always, leave us a five star rating and review. I can't wait to talk to y'all. I'll see you inside. Happy Monday, you guys. Wow, what a what a weekend. Event this weekend was a lot of inherently bad. Um, first and foremost, rest in peace to a fantastic champion, Sean Roden. I, I never met Sean. Um, I was around him a few times, and uh, he always seemed so positive. And you know, I have some friends who are close to him that just I, I feel bad for, man, because I, I can tell that his impact. His positivity, um, his outlook on life, even in light of, you know, everything that went down that seemed, you know, seemed to be pretty wrong uh, doing against him. Um, it seemed like it never really pulled him down the way that it would have pulled most people down. So bodybuilding lost a great champion. Um, it fucking hurts, dude. It fucking hurts to, like, wake up and be seeing this shit. I mean, I had a conversation um, with one of my coaches on Saturday morning. Like, it's just, it's, it's no coincidence that, you know, as what's going on in the world is going on, we start seeing some bodybuilders, um, you know, passing away, um, you know, especially in areas that are, are, you know, more heavily mandated to do certain things, um, than, than other areas are. I mean, uh, from everything I know, Sean lived in, um, the, he spent all of his time in the, the Nevada and mostly California region. I know George, um, he was in that New Jersey, New York region. And, um, you know, some of the, yeah, some of the things that are just being pushed on the citizens there, you know, really detrimental, um, you know, for your heart health. And now we're seeing, um, and, you know, some of the foreign countries that we've had bodybuilders pass away in. Um, and, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a bad result of that. You know, bodybuilders aren't the people that have the healthiest hearts in the world, um, the the healthiest heart health, if you will. Um, so when something comes around and, you know, kind of attacks it and pinpoints it and makes it even worse, it's like, what you know, what do you expect to happen? But these guys are too young. I mean, Sean was 46, I believe. And what was George Peterson? Um, like, he was in his early 40s, I think. Like, these, these, these guys are too young. Uh, get your blood work done. Monitor your 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 inflammatory markers. All right, um, especially with um, if 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 you need to get the shot, monitor your CRP. Uh, I just had um, Ashley Jones just got her blood work done. Her CRP came back fourteen. Um, you know that she 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 did not get the shot. That would have been from uh, just having the standard illness, if you will. I try not to say these words on my podcast i said it once and i got censored i said it on my instagram i uh i referred to the illness by its name and uh, my story views 
went from like over 10,000, right around nine, in between like nine and 10,000 would be like an average 24 hour story view to under 1300. <laughs> so I just fuck it. I, I, I didn't even say anything bad or good about it. I just, I said it by name. Um, so the censoring going on is rather interesting to see. I know some of my friends have been censored way harder than I have, but then my post after that usually reaches like 15k to 25k on a post or if it's a really good post like one of my training video posts it'll go over like 35 40k um and my reach on my on my subsequent post after saying that on on instagram the max reach was like 3100 um so it's like in in, in real time the censorship is happening um so and, and then it's interesting as you see people trying to act like it's not happening i'm like dude I mean, there's <laughs> it's happening when it's happening to everybody um it's it's an interesting reality but you guys watch your health um don't leave feelings unsaid you know with me it's like i just wish i would have one of the times i saw sean i wish i would have just told him thank you for being the ambassador for bodybuilding you know that you are i hate that you know whatever happened um you know went down obviously we know it looks like there's a lot of things that were wrongly portrayed on you know that he did that he was accused of doing whatever it might be. Um, at least from the very limited information I have, if that is not correct, I'll gladly recant that. Um, but tell people you love them. Tell people you care about them. Tell people they impacted you. Don't leave anything left outside. I know I've talked about that on the podcast before. Moving on. Um, man, awful competition this weekend. Awful. I made an Instagram story about it on a Saturday. Just fucking awful competition. I mean, I'm seeing terrible, terrible competition. Bad physiques. Um, and I don't really care if this is unpopular to talk about. Like, bad physiques. No, not not everyone should be getting on stage. Um, that's something that's earned. And, you know, I, I mean, fuck, dude. At some point, it's like it comes down to the coach, right? Because, like, some, some athletes are very easy to fucking, like, control their mind by just telling them they're good enough because that's all they want. They just crave that validation. They crave being told they're good enough. And they'll search around and they'll find uh, the coach that will tell them they're good enough time and time and time again, even when they suck. And so, like, it comes down to the coach, right? Like, have some fucking pride in what this sport is, what this sport entails, how this sport is run. I mean, there's poor, poor, poor coaching going on. Really poor coaching, bad physiques um, on stage. I mean, I was scrolling through social media at one point. Actually, I texted the team chat, and I was like, "Like, what the fuck are people doing? Like, at some point, it's just a scam, right? At some point, you're just taking people's money. It's like you're you're not a good prep coach. You're not actually getting people in shape. You're not you're not having them present their physique properly. You're not putting physiques on stage to have enough muscular to be in shape. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, dude, step it up. Like, I know people listening to this podcast are probably not the people who are showing up just fucking piss poor looking at shows. But, dude, like, honestly, you know what the best goddamn thing for most people is early on in their careers? Early on in their careers, the best goddamn thing they can have as a coach is going to be a hunter with them. Like, people being lied to, dude. People are truly being lied to. And, like, there's just a lack of integrity going on around coaching. You know, I, I made another post earlier this week about, um, like, dude, coaches talk. And, like, if you leave one coach poorly, no one else going to take you on. Like, I, I only know of one person who, who knowing, who, who takes people on who leave me on bad terms. I only know one person. And... You know, the, the culture of their team shows that, you know, that's kind of their pipeline to getting people. Like, we talk. 
And, like, you'll never have a quality coach. Again, I'm not saying this, like, about people on my team. I'm talking about everywhere. There's people that are, that'll come to me, but they left fucking Jason wrong or, like, Shane wrong. And, like, why, 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 why would I work with you? You're next. Or I'm next. Like, I'm the next one you're going to leave wrong. Like, the history shows that. Like, you guys have some pride in your work. This is from a, this is from the professional standpoint. This is from the, the, the guided ship standpoint. Um, athletes and coaches, like, have some fucking pride in your goddamn work. Like, be real with yourself. Look at who's stepping on stage and doing well. You know what's funny? I have someone who actually hit me up last week. She's on another team. Um, and she's super cool, like, always supportive. That, that team is cool and always supportive. Like, I'm super fucking dope with all the people there. And she told her coach of that team that she had, like, been doing side-by-sides of, like, my girls next to her. And, like, she doesn't want to compete until I the side-by-sides, you know, within muscularity and, and balance in her physique kind of match what my girls put on stage. I, I, dude, like, that's what this fucking sport's about. It's not about trying to get as many clients as you fucking can. It's not about everyone working with you and then you keep your secrets from everyone else like their top secret, like you're doing something so different than other coaches are doing. It's just about, are we just spreading a positive influence of what competition and competing is, of what the fucking standard of excellence is within your endeavors? Like, be, be a winning athlete. Like, a lot of what I saw over the weekend, you can't even call them athletes or competitive athletes because it's not good. And I don't know whose fault it is. If it's coaches, fuck. But I'm seeing this shit from like, like this wasn't one team or one person or one anything. This was like across. It was it was bad weekend. This upcoming weekend is gonna be way better body, but the Austin show is gonna be fucking nuts. Um, I'm really fucking excited for that one. But man, it just it puts me in a bad fucking mood when I when I see bad bodybuilding. Be a hunter. Be real with yourself. Be real with your people. Do the work. Hire a posing coach. Go through the posing all the fucking time, every day. Nail your fucking stress during your peak. Nail the fucking work before it's peak week. I mean, I mean, a lot of the stuff we're talking about doesn't even come down to peak week. It's just about what you do the last 20 weeks. Because, like, you are not prepared today. And that's, 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 that's disheartening to see because, man, you know, these, these show prices are fucking expensive and your family comes out and it's a lot of money. It's a whole travel day. You know, you lose a day on the weekend where a lot of people really look forward to taking off work, having a chill day. But instead, they had to spend the whole day, you know, at a show getting stomped in competition. Or if you didn't get stomped, you just like no one better than you showed up and you're lucky for that. And like your family's there and stuff like like I, I take too much pride in that, man. Like this is people's money and this is, you know, people's time. I, I don't think we should be fucking with it like that. Um, I was also triggered today. I saw I saw a bunch of tiny people on Instagram talking, having this debate about volume versus stimulus for training and trying to act like volume is as important as stimulus. And I wanted to comment on the post. I did. I wanted to comment on the post. Be like, I was the only big guy here, and I was the only person here who coaches huge bodybuilders. Volume doesn't, no one gives a shit. Your body doesn't give a shit about the volume. Your body gives a shit about stimulus. If you're creating your training methods based 100% off what research suggests, you're going to be so far behind and your athlete's results are going to show it, but also your results are going to show it. And I get, they get triggered with bad bodybuilders talking about what you should be doing to become a good bodybuilder. I'm not saying I'm some fucking godsend of bodybuilding, but I'm not, 
I'm not terrible. <laughs> I'm like, like in between terrible and good. What's halfway? Average? Slightly above average? That's about where I put myself. Covering realities. These are all realities that as you are a bodybuilder, you are going to undergo and you are going to experience at times. What are you going to do? At some point, you're going to cheat on your diet. Now, you could be sitting here and you'd be like, I'm the most head, I'm hard-headed, I'm structured, I'm regimented, I'm XYZ. Then at some point, you're going to cheat on your diet. Now, it could be a cheat of like, man, I had like a handful of peanuts and like I know I fucking shouldn't have. Um, or it's going to be like, fuck, I was passing five guys. I pulled in that lot. I was licking my lips. My body was telling me no, but my mind was telling me yes. And I just, I just couldn't fucking resist. I just went in and I went fucking ballistic. Those are two opposites of the spectrum. Obviously, we'd rather you just like have a handful of peanuts or I don't know, a handful of fucking bell peppers. <laughs> but the reality is, at some point, you're going to cheat on your diet. What are you going to do with it? You're not going to feel like training or doing the cardio at some point. You have to understand at the beginning of prep, I've talked about this before. If your motivation, your will to win, your desire at the beginning of prep is not just this unbelievable flame. I mean, it should be an, an, an engulfed flame. You guys ever seen the video of like when the um, like first atomic bomb was dropped or something like the size that that like cloud went up? That should be like the size of your flame when you start a fucking contest prep. If it's not there at the end, you're not going to have anything left. You're, you're, you're not even... Like, you're not going to have any flame. You're not going to have any fire. You're going to have nothing left. What are you going to do when you don't feel like training or doing the cardio prescribed to bring you in your best for your show? A lot of people here in this time, this is like that. It's like within six weeks out, that's kind of when shit starts getting real. And you really learn a lot about people. You learn how, how tough are you. At six weeks out, you're not going to feel like like continuing the cardio. The drag. You're not going to feel like the training and continuing the training. You're not going to feel like continuing the dieting. Like, it's it's going to be fucking hard. And there's going to be a lot of shit that pops up in your life. I was having a conversation with one of my athletes uh, doing Orlando the other day, Jennifer. She's a women's physique girl. She's someone I believe in a ton um, who, you know, I believe could be the national champion this year. And you guys know I, I don't say that lightly. I'm having a conversation where there's a lot of things popping up. Just like life things that are popping up. It's like, fuck, man, this is making the already hard contest prep a lot harder. And she's handling it unbelievably well. And I told her, I said, look, every prep I've ever done with someone where the end result was just massive. Like a, we got a pro card or like an Olympia qualification or like a pro top five or whatever it might be. There's always parts of that prep that it just seems insurmountable. The tide seems too big to, to get over. I'm going to drown. This is, this is what's going to take me out and wipe me out, and I'm going to quit the contest prep. Almost every prep, the most worthwhile preps I've ever been involved in, all had these insurmountable things happen. And that athlete got through. Why? Because champions get through and do what, what needs done in the face of all adversity, in the face of all doubt. No matter what tide is coming their way, they prepare for it by just understanding that the work gets rewarded and, 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 and the reality of every situation is your work will always be rewarded. You will always get what was earned by your work, whether it's instantly or not. I don't have the answer to that. 
But with a competition preparation, it's pretty instant. You know that there's a target date that you're going to yield the, the, the reward of the fruits of your labor. We know that in 41 days at NPC Nationals in Orlando, if we make it 41 perfect days, that we're going to yield the fruits of our labor. We're going to be rewarded for that. Champions are able to like, keep their mind on that. The champions I've worked with. Able to stay pretty locked in on that. That's what guides them through. That's what pushes them through. That's also, you know, how you know people doing this for the right reason. Why do you compete? I think right now, leading into a new year, where we, we're going to have a full year. No bullshit. No restrictions. Nothing. What are you, what are you doing this shit for? Like, are, are you doing it to keep your mind off of places that may, you might be downfalling in your life? Because, you know, when you get into a contest prep, you don't look at a lot of other things. The rest of your life becomes rather mute. Are you running away from something or are you running towards something? If you're running towards something, you know, make sure it's in line with what bodybuilding requires. But shit's going to stack up. You're not going to feel like doing any of the shit. At some point, you're going to have a lack of support around you. Again, this is where it's re this is when shit gets really real. When no one around you in your circle supporting you, what are you going to do? And that really shows you kind of where your intentions are here. At some point, you're going to have to decide between using enhancements to achieve your goals or staying at a more natural place with your results. This is a huge decision. This is your reality. You're venturing into this, right? You, 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 a friend of a friend re referred you to the Grow or Die podcast. You're just getting started here. Right now, everything seems like, oh, man, you know, all my goals can be achieved natural because, like, I'm pretty sure these girls are natural. They're not. Okay? Oh, man, like, you know, this guy's not, like, too big and muscular. He, he's not. Okay? It's not. This, natural doesn't exist in this world. So at some point, you need to decide between using enhancements to achieve your goals, depending on what your goals are. If you just want to be, like, you know, a more normal competitor, not someone who's, like, on the massive stages who's in the limelight, then, dude, maybe. Maybe, maybe your genetics can carry you there. Maybe your work ethic year on, you know, year on, uh, uh, on end can carry you there, you know. But Austin Stout, actually, he, he made a, he made a, um, post today. You know, he's, uh, he's one of, like, my main mentor, if you will. He made a post today that was talking about being patient, um, so are you setting yourself up to reach your potentials? Because timeline and potential vary greatly person to person. However, one thing is for certain, if you rush and think you're going to reach your maximum potential faster, you probably won't. And you're probably never going to get there at all. Because the reality is you only build muscle so fast. All right? You do it too quick. You start compiling too much. going to lead to health issues down the line. This is, this is a teeter-totter. There's two ends of the spectrum here. And if you force one, you create, have the other one kind of creep forward. It's timeline as well. We can only burn fat so fast and so often. Too, fat, too fast and or too often lead to health issues and massive hormonal downregulation. This is very true. We can only gain strength so quickly. Your body's smarter than you are. Enhanced or not, your body's way smarter than you are. Now, to support your goals, I view everything as like building blocks, Right? Like, there's building blocks that we want to constantly pile up. And there comes a point where when you're pushing really fucking hard, those building blocks can't really pile up anymore. So you have to kind of continue stacking the building blocks in a horizontal manner 
Not like making more rows, more columns, things of the like, but keeping it horizontal. But at some point, you're going to run out of building blocks, and it's going to you're going to have to start making um, smaller columns in order to continue making the columns at all. Okay, this is that's exactly what bodybuilding is. So when you stop stacking columns, or when that horizontal um, flow of of uh, you know rather linear progression or even just stable progression stops, that's when we kind of pull things back, right? But people just want to push. You always want to burn muscle, and then as soon as you're, or build muscle, and then as soon as you're done building muscle, you want to burn fat. And as soon as you're done burning fat, you want to build muscle. And then as soon as you're done burn, building muscle, you want to burn fat. Dude, at some point, you need to let your body fucking chill. You and your coach need to have a conversation about, look, we've pulled, we push, we pull, we push, we need to ride this baseline. And this is where a lot of people get bored. And a lot of people are like, man, like, what am I even paying my coach for? Um, because if you're doing this yourself, you'd be still trying to push one of these spectrums. Whenever you push a spectrum, you pull the opposing end of that spectrum up. You push drugs too high, health issues. You push food too high, digestive and hormonal issues. You bring food too low, digestive and hormonal issues. You push cardio too high, health issues. You pull fat burners too high. They, like You need to have someone who, who stabilizes all these things for you. You know, I, I got people coming to me saying that their blood work looks good. They send me their blood work. It's god awful, but it's in normal ranges. Oh, that doesn't do anything for me at all. Normal ranges is for the normal fat person who doesn't have any fucking activity that's unbelievably stressed with their day to day life and doesn't do anything to help their own health out. It's like that. That's that's not good. That's not what we want. A harsh reality is you're going to outgrow those around you. You're going to have to drop out of prep at some point. You have to be told you're not ready at some point. How do you respond to that? You're going to have to train solo because your training partner can't keep up. You're going to have to be real with yourself at some point in this journey. You're going to have to be fucking a hundred with yourself. Dude, what can I actually do? What the fuck can I actually achieve? All these things are just sitting there in the back burner. Whether you want to face them or not is 100% up to you. What are you going to do when someone tells you you're not ready to fucking compete? You know how many people I, the number one reason I get fired is because I tell people they're not ready to compete and I see them go and hire someone that lets them compete right away and they never do well. They never, ever do well. I had an email recently from a girl who had to listen to this podcast and so I'm not, not throwing shade. I'm not talking shit because we had a conversation about it. She inquired with me, wanted me to take her into a show. I told her it's not possible for you to make this show. She said, okay, I'm committed. I paid my entry fee, X, Y, Z. I don't care if you pay your entry fee. That's not on me. I tell my athletes, yo, a week before, that's when you register for the show. But until then, nope, nothing. Don't fucking register and do anything. Did the show. Did terrible. Emails me within a week later. I forget what day it was. It was during the week. I remember responding to client updates when I saw the email come through. So it was probably like a Monday or Wednesday. It was like my two biggest update days. Emailed me and said, yep, you were right. Um, I should have listened. I should have like put my ego aside. I should have like done the right thing. Like, you were right. I should have not. I should have not competed. I should have not been on stage. I would have been so much better had I not been on stage. And dude, sometimes that's just kind of the reality of it. Sometimes you just, sometimes you're honestly just so dense in your own ego. And I've been there too, 
where like the reality is you just don't want to like actually face the reality. You don't want to be in that reality. You don't want to live in that reality. Some point you're going to have to go to the depths of what competition is all about. I mean, dude, I know I'm fortunate right now. I don't have any athletes that have to do this. I know whenever I do, I like think about it all the time. I know people under a thousand cows, over two hours cardio, lots of fat burners, struggling. But dude, their body's responding. Their body's responding well. Their body's doing good. And they keep pushing forward to make a target date. Like, dude, that's what, like, uh, I was about to say that's what competition's all about. Don't want to give off the the the, the uh, negative connotation. That's what it's all about. But, man, like, the reality is, like, at some point, you're going to really have to go to some depths. At some point, you're going to have to get fucking wildly deep with what you're doing, with what your protocols are, with how you're attacking these things. You're it, At some point, it's going to fucking get real. And I promise you, it will feel absolutely terrible. It will be awful when this time comes. You're going to feel shaky. It's going to feel terrible. You're going to feel like fucking death. It's it's going to hurt to walk. It's going to hurt to sit. It's going to hurt to stand. It's going to hurt to sleep. It's going to hurt to chew your fucking food. It's going to be fucking brutal, dude. And at some point, if you're a competitive bodybuilder, you are very likely going to have to venture these depths. And man, I'll tell you what. It helps a fucking lot having someone by your side leading the way that's been there as well. I'm not sure it's possible to get through if you have if you don't have someone who's been there as well. You know, I've been asked why why are bodybuilders like the most prominent coaches? That that reason right there. And bikini you never got to get to that point. Yeah, in bikini you're gonna have low food, you're gonna have high cardio, you're gonna have XYZ if you're rushing for a time frame. But like the reality is if you plan it right, you won't have to go there. And bodybuilding, you got to go there every prep. You're going to have to push drugs hard. You're going to have to be very unhealthy to achieve the goal. At some point for body, competitive bodybuilding, you're going to have to fucking go to ventures that we were all told to never do. <laughs> That's the reality of the sport. You know, in football, you're told to not get hit in the head. They get hit in the head every fucking week. You have to understand, you have to have a few things line. Your moral compass, societal conference, what, 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 are you, what are you bringing? What are you bringing to the table? What do people around you need? You're professional and then you're personal. What do I want out of this? What's my drive? All these things need to be aligned for you to be able to reach anywhere that you actually want to be. The reality of this shit is it's way fucking harder than you think it is. Every goal you have is going to require double the work that you think it's going to take. That's the reality of the beast. What are you going to do with it? Episode 195. I'll see you next time. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.